Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is your host Yasmina with Cut the Shit. So I wanted to do a segment on knowing the signs of a pedophile and predator. I feel like unfortunately a lot of kids do get hurt or a lot of kids go through things um, abusively, whether it's sexually, physical, or mental. And I feel like usually it's because the mother or the father, a single father, is unaware of the signs of a pedophile or a predator. And so I say this because I recently had a conversation with someone where they um, were are working through, unfortunately, some trauma that their child had went through that they were just completely unaware of. Like, you know, I'm trying to rebuild this relationship. And, and what I basically got from talking with this person is they just didn't know the signs. And unfortunately, when you don't know the signs, um, that can put your child in harm's way. And is the parent meaning for that to happen? Absolutely not. I have not heard a story or met anyone that's like, hey, I don't care what happens to my kid and I didn't try to make sure. I think that when you don't know the signs and a predator or a pedophile comes off as really helpful, and usually that's what they do. They take advantage of someone who is overwhelmed, swamped, and really needs help. Like, hey, I'm here to help you. Don't you worry about that. And it's because they can get easier access to the child, which is very unfortunate. So I just wanted to go over a couple of things that I feel like would be very helpful to single parents or um just parents in general, or even children or teenagers, you know, some information that can help you identify if somebody is a pedophile or if somebody is a predator. So that way, you know, to get away from them. The number one is understand that any adult could be a child molester. There is no physical characteristic, appearance, profession, or personality type that all child molesters share. Child molesters can be any gender or race, they definitely have religious affiliations, occupations, hobbies. Um, they're just as diverse as everyone. A child molester may appear to be charming, loving, completely, you know, helpful in every way that you need. That means you should never miss the idea that someone could be a child molester. Um, number two, know that most child molesters are known to the children they abuse. And absolutely, they really are. Um, I feel like it's easier because you've studied the child, you've studied the parent, and you know exactly how to um, make the child trust you, make the parent trust you. And you definitely should always be aware. I don't let anybody slide. I'm not like, hey, this person could never. Um, I, but and unfortunately, I feel like it's so easily that it can happen that maybe it is unfair where I'm like, hey, because I remember I had a conversation with someone close to me where um, I think I said something like, oh, you know, because I'm just trying to make sure. And I think they grasped what I was saying. Like, are you making it seem like I could possibly hurt your child? And they got really, really offended. And I was like, hey, um, I wasn't sorry. I was just like, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, I have been through many different walks in life. And I know that um, things can easily happen. And I'm never going to tell myself it's not possible, you know? So I just want to make sure that I'm just aware. Uh, in most cases, the child molester turns out to be someone known to the child through school, another activity such as a neighbor, teacher, coach, you know, a music instructor, babysitter. So definitely keep your eyes open. Know that anything can be possible with anyone. I don't trust anyone. I really don't. 
Uh, number three, know the common characteristics of a child molester. And this is the main thing. What are the characteristics? While anyone can turn out to be a child molester, the majority of child molesters are men, regardless whether their victims are men or women. Many sexual predators have a history of abuse in their own past, either physically or sexually. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is people who are child molesters, they were abused. They, that's learned behavior. And so that's why it's very important to know a person's past. Like some people, they could have been physically abused or sexually abused and it will, they can be raging if something happens to a child because they remember that pain they went through or that's why they're telling themselves that it's okay because they haven't got help from when they went through physical or sexual abuse and now they're like, okay, the way they cope with it is to do it to other kids because it makes them feel better about their pain, which is horrible. But definitely get to know somebody's past. Uh, you know, uh, many sexual predators have a history of abuse, as I said, in their past. So just ask somebody what their past is. If somebody does not want to talk about their past, that's a really, really big sign. And I think a lot of people let stuff slide when it's like, well, it's fine. It's their past. No, 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 no. I need to know your past. I need to know what shaped you into who you are today. Let's start at birth. <laughs> you know, like those questions are really important. Um, some also have mental illness, such as a mood or personality disorder. Really important. Um, heterosexual or homosexual men are equally likely to be child molesters. Uh, the idea that homosexual men are likely to, you know, child molest is their complete myth. Women who are child molesters are more likely to abuse boys and girls. I haven't ran across too many um, women's stories I've heard, but I do believe it could be out there. Actually, I take that back. I feel like... Um, I know someone, and I don't want to go into identifying how I know them, but I know someone that is a female that always talks about sex constantly. It's always been like completely normalized to me. Like they would talk about who they had sex with. And I mean, even it got to the point where they would like turn on porn as if it was just like casual um, TV. And for some reason, uh, this person was very heavily involved in my life. Um, and once I got older, I just started thinking like, wait a minute, this shit is predatorial. And if a man did the things that this person did, he would be in jail. And it was never stopped. Like, uh, no one ever said like, Hey, that's not cool. You're not going to do that. You're not going to normalize sex to, you know, the children or it, it just became a normal thing. And I didn't realize how much of an impact that really had on my life, the decisions that I made, because I thought it was normal. Sex was just completely normal. And, um, that person wanted to normalize sex to me at a very, very young age. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, it did affect my life where I'm like, if maybe that wasn't so normalized to me, I probably wouldn't have did a lot of things I did. So women definitely um, pay attention to women as well. Um, five, look for signs of grooming. The term grooming refers to the process the child molester undertakes to gain a child's trust. And sometimes the parents trust as well. Over the course of months or even years, a child molester will in increasingly become 
a trusted friend or family member offering to babysit, take the child shopping or on trips or spend time with the child in other ways. And this is the thing. We really sometimes as single mom or as a single parent or even just as parents are like, okay, we would like a break. So when somebody's always like so helpful, I don't fucking trust that shit. I'm telling you, you know, I do not trust adults that always want to hang out with fucking kids. That shit, because I've seen it where I'm like, how come this motherfucker always want to hang around, you know, my motherfucking kid? And I'm like, you know, that's just weird to me. Because I'm like, if the parents are constantly looking for a break, I just think it's weird that a grown-up always wants to hang around children. Like, oh, I just love being around kids. I'll be looking like, um, not mine. You know, that's just skeptical to me. Um, I don't care if they do have kids. And that's where I think a lot of people think that it's not possible because they see the other person has kids. Uh, it, just because in, they're like, and they may not be doing it to their kids, but they do do it to other children. Um or is that many child molesters won't actually begin abusing a child until trust has been gained. Some may use other opinions around them to back up their trustworthiness in order to take the child shopping. And that's another thing too. I remember I had seen an episode on Law & Order where this is where I say you have to let children um, express themselves and ask questions because I remember I saw an episode on Law & Order where um, this young lady, she had a disability or whatnot. And I remember, oh no, I think she got pregnant and they were, and the parents were shocked. Like they just didn't understand. And they're asking her who's having sex with you. And she's no, no, no. And then after questioning her for so long, she was like, oh, we exercise. And so the guy knew to not say the word sex. He knew to say we exercise. So somebody did ask her, Hey, are you having sex? The answer was no, but she didn't exactly know oh, wait, we're using a different word, but this is the same thing. And that's probably because, I mean, it could be because she had a disability, but also a lot of kids don't know what's happening to them because it could be uh, worded different to them because the pedophile has gained their trust. Uh, child molesters look for children who are vulnerable in their tactics because they lack emotional support and aren't getting enough attention at home and will try to convince the parents their children are safe with them and they're not going far. The child molester will attempt to step in as the parent figure for the child. Um, some child molesters prey on the children of single parents who aren't available to provide as much supervision or convenient parents that they are nice enough people to supervise without them. A child molester will often use a range of games, tricks, activities, and language to gain or deceive the child. These include keeping secrets. Secrets are valuable to most kids, being seen as something adult, uh, sexual explicit games, fonding, kissing, touching, sexual aggressive behavior, exposing a child to pornographic material, uh, flattery, worst of all, affection and love. Beware that these tactics are ultimately used to isolate and confuse the child. And that's exactly what predators do, as well as um, pedophiles. They confuse the child so the child is not sure of what their feelings are. And that's why it's so important to allow your child to express themselves and ask you questions. Because if you're not allowing the child to ask you questions, it's very, very easy for someone to take advantage of your child because they're thinking, okay. I probably don't deserve to ask these questions. I look stupid or whatever. And my main thing is you need to talk to your kids. If somebody is help, help, too helpful with your kids, I swear to God, I don't trust anybody that is super helpful. I remember I had another um, situation with a friend and I'm sure they did not mean anything by it. 
But um, I remember they were in a situation where they were saying uh, somebody was getting mad that they were hanging out with a 16-year-old. And I was, and, um, this friend just didn't understand why um, their grown-up friend was so mad that they were hanging out with a 16-year-old. They're like, they're good company. And I'm just like blown away, like listening, like... Because uh, I remember um, this 16-year-old thought they were going to hang out with me. And I was like, <laughs> you what the fuck we finna talk about? Because, and, and the thing is, this is what I think the person didn't get. And a lot of people don't understand psychology and mental health um, in the way the brain works. You cannot, and I hope someone who is listening to this, if you are a grown-up, I think older than uh, 25, but especially 40-something, you cannot hang out with a 16-year-old, an 18-year-old, or to me, a 21-year-old, unless you're willing to be like a parent figure. But I'm not going to have a conversation with a 16-year-old as though we're friends, because usually people are comfortable having conversations with people that are younger than them, because they want somebody to make them feel good about whatever decision they're making, no challenge, and they just want to have an enjoyable conversation conversation, but you're taking advantage of that child's innocence because the child does not have enough experience in life to talk to you about your fucking life. How, how can this child talk to you about your life and give you good advice? That that's, that's not fair. And then plus it'll, it definitely, I think it would build too much confidence in the child where no, now they are bored with children and now they're looking for older people to hang out with. So just be careful with that. Um, so I wanted to go over as well. Okay. Eight surprising traits of predatory people. (laughs) And the thing is when it comes to narcissists, predators or whatever, a lot of people do not know that they have predatorial behavior. They don't know it. I can spot it right away and the shit pisses me off. And then I try to calm down because I'm like, they don't even know. They have picked up the traits of a predator. And that's because... (sighs) It's mostly from my experience. Most people don't recognize the signs of a predator, someone abusive, and the list can go on because it's in our family. So it's familiar. And unfortunately, that's because of that saying, family is everything. And I I wish that people, well, I think we're getting to a point in the world where we are going to stop saying that because honestly, there is some family members that are, uh, no, you need to be cut off or you need to go get some therapy or some sort of help because we're not going to normalize this in our family. These characteristics are dangerous and I don't want the kids to get familiar with them and not know when a a predator is in front of them because they thinking, you remind me so much of my cousin or my auntie or my uncle. Yeah. They remind you of another predator. Anyways. So the first one is they are entitled. Do they act like the world owes them everything and they deserve special treatment? I know too many people like that. I think that's fucking everybody nowadays that feels like they should get some sort of special treatment. A a predatory person will believe that they are better than others. Mm -hmm. They think they should be served instead of seeking to serve others. I hate that attitude. This is the biggest fucking one. They fake emotions. I don't trust nobody that's always fucking laughing. (laughs) they sound messed up but i just don't trust somebody that's always laughing like everything's funny that's just your way of masking whatever emotion it is like i think it's cool i think there's a difference between we're having a conversation that is funny versus you're always just trying to make everything funny everything is just funny like you know like 
if it, where you know it's fake is if you're forcing yourself to laugh. You know, this like, I don't want to play this game. And that's when you got to say, I don't want to play this game. I'm not going to pretend it's funny. It's not. And what the fuck is so funny? Like, I can't be around somebody that constantly laughs. I mean, granted, I take that back. I am around somebody that constantly laughs. And it does drive me crazy because I'm like, oh, God, poor person. They don't even know they have predatory or uh, predatory characteristics, which is unfortunate. Um, predatory people are masters at being able to fake emotions, including kindness and intimacy. Predators, you know, they're, they, they know how to have uh, positive emotions. They know positive emotions are important relationships. They pretend to be whatever it is they need to be in order to gain your trust. However, their heart is not in it. A predator person will find a person's weakness and exploit them to their benefit. They may go out of their way to tell intimate secrets that they only save the victim um, for the victim to know, which makes them feel special and fosters a feeling. Um, by the time the victim realizes it is all for a show, they're already trapped. <laughs> that shit isn't a lie. They're lured through kindness, but harmed through abuse and control. They must be in control. And, you know, people, um, I feel like they don't recognize predatory behavior too, because a person who is, when you get a predator and they're really good at uh, manipulation, it can be hard to know the difference because they'll make everything seem like a joke, but they're really controlling you. Like, oh my gosh, you, um, you should get a salad and they'll laugh. Like, I salads are so good. And you're like, oh, I guess so. Gonna get a salad. That was a control move. They just made it a joke. Or um, I don't know, you say, or as soon as they see you, they're always fucking asking you something or telling you something. And they make it seem so light as though it's not a big deal. Like, I don't know, you wake up or something and they're like, Oh, hey, did you get the clothes? And you're like, Oh, and you think no big deal. Oh, did I get the clothes? That person is controlling you. They are Putting, they're doing small tactics in order to slowly control your thought process. And that's how you get people that are two years into a relationship and they're like, what the hell happened to me? You know, you've gained, they've gained so much weight or they feel so miserable and they're just like, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. And that's because you've been around a predator that has been controlling your every move and you don't even realize they constantly make you second guess everything that you do. Because you don't want to plan anything because you think that they might already have a plan for you. Abusive people thrive under only one circumstance when they have control over another. <laughs> That's so true. The predatory person would do anything to maintain complete autonomy over another person's decisions, thoughts, and interactions with others. They will isolate the victim from friends and family, leaving them feeling vulnerable. Um, and usually how this happens is, this is where I feel like you have to know if the person's being helpful or not. Um, if say you're dating someone or even your mother, auntie, and that's, and people feel like family could do no wrong, but I'm just saying in general, look at a person. If a person is telling you, I don't know why you hang out with that friend. They're like this, they're like that. So forth, you should get rid of them or whatever. That's a control move. What I feel like what, how, you know, if they're trying to be helpful is if they say, I don't understand why that person's like that? Why do you hang out with them? And they're curious. But to make it seem like oh, you're just making all the wrong decisions and it just couldn't be them, that's a problem. But they, they should want to understand why you're doing what you're doing or want to understand the other person. If somebody does not want to understand the other person, that's a control move to me. 
It, it means to me that you don't feel like you want to understand why I do what I do. You don't want to have a conversation with me. You obviously don't respect me. You think I'm stupid. So you have thought out my situation and now you're going to tell me how it should be. What the fuck? Like, how old am I? <laughs> um, they will isolate the victim from fans and family. Oh, yeah, leaving them vulnerable. Whenever the victim begins to assert their rights, huge fights ensure where the victim is slammed further into submission or they flee. Surprisingly, many victims tend to repeat the cycle of abuse. Absolutely, and search for new partners that have narcissistic and predatorial, tra- and predatorial traits. And as I said, the reason why we people keep getting in that same cycle is because it's familiar. But they don't even realize, oh, I'm here because it's familiar. And they don't want to go to something that isn't familiar because what happened, people get anxiety. They feel like, I don't know. And they just kind of stay in that bubble. And that's why therapy is so important in order to help you work through those emotions and better understand them. Um, Another one, they cannot empathize. Oh, my God. This is like a big thing. But they'll try to laugh to make it seem like that's like that's their way of empathizing is to laugh or make light of the situation. Uh, no, that's because they really don't give a fuck. If they're laughing or trying to make light of the situation, they don't care. A lack of empathy is the hallmark trait of a sociopath, psychopath, and narcissist. They may try their hardest to show empathy. However, it is only a front to help them blend in better. They simply are unable to produce this emotion and cannot understand others in that way. They are so consumed with themselves and have no contract of other people feeling sad, angry, or pain. A great way to tell if someone is faking empathy is to tell them something painful you are going through. They will pretend to listen and appear to be understanding of your troubles, and they quickly change the subject to their own mountain of pain. That shit isn't a lie. Um, And this is another big one, why people really, really don't know um, they're dealing with a predator or pedophiles. They are personable. This is the most surprising trait to understand and can be the hardest to swallow. Our idea of a predator is one that drives around in a creepy white band that tries to kidnap children, but in actuality, they can be quite normal on the outside and blend into society very well. They're often the life of the party, excellent conversations, fun to be around. It will not be until you have spent significant time with the person that you will start to realize their true motives. When you complain to someone about their belittling behavior, the other person is utterly shocked. They're always shocked. Like me? Yeah, you fucker. (laughs) They've only known the predator when the predator is on. Others may have a difficult time believing that their kind-hearted and charismatic neighbor is actually abuser in disguise. Another thing, they are never wrong. Oh my gosh. And they act like a victim. If you're dealing with somebody that's constantly acting like a victim, but this is in this this last one right here is why people really can't see predators. They have low self-worth. And so we always feel like, or I don't want to say we, but I will say me. I've always felt like, oh, I want to help them. I'm going to help them feel better about themselves. And then they're going to be like so happy. (laughs) Well, this is another one that seems incredibly um, counterintuitive. You would think that a narcissist, psychopath, predator wouldn't even try to worry about self-worth because they gain power from hurting and controlling others. However, 
they their um, reasons they commit these terrible acts is because they're deeply ashamed of who they truly are. In other words, they're like a typical schoolyard bully. They're usually compensating for some sort of early childhood wound. Instead of grieving their past in a healthy way, they're making others pay for their sadness. They they tear down the self-esteem of their victims because they cannot handle someone else being happy or comfortable in their own skin. Remove yourself from their hold. If you find yourself in a relationship with a predator person, it's important to do what you can to move yourself from the toxic and and unhealthy trait. But I will say this. um, People always say, oh, just move on, just move on. Like it's so fucking simple. It's actually not. I feel like if you are going to stay with somebody like that, you can't let nothing slide. It takes a lot, a lot of work to be with somebody that is a predator. And mainly because of the last thing that I said, they have low self-worth. And yes, it is something that is from their childhood that they don't want to address or was never addressed. So they really want everybody to be miserable and everyone constantly has to pay for whatever they went through in their childhood. And the best thing that you can do to try to help that person if you want to stay in a relationship is they have to go to counseling. Never let up on that. Like you have to go to therapy. You have to go to counseling. If they say some shit, some controlling shit, you can't just say, okay, I'm gonna let it slide. You have to confront it every single time. So you let this person know you are not finna play with me. It's not, if you're going to stay with them or if you're like, Hey, I'm just going to leave. But if you're going to stay with them, you got to know. Cause from my experience, predatorial people are not physically abusive, abusive people. They show their ass really fast. From what I've seen, they show their ass usually pretty fast. Predatorial people, it's a mental thing. And honestly, I mean, I don't want to say that mental is more dangerous than physical because I don't want someone to hear those words and say, okay, well, I can stay in this relationship because at least he's not hitting me, you know, because, um, physical is worse. And I don't want someone to stay in a relationship like, well, it's only physical. At least it's not mental. (laughs) At the end of the day, none of them are good. But I will say that there are literally people in the world that have lost their motherfucking mind because somebody kept playing with it. And you can't let nobody play with your mind. You cannot let nobody play with your mind. Well, that was my segment. I'm really happy to get all that information to you guys, and I really hope that it was helpful. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Yasmina with Cut the Shit.